the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. B7Dev.com is the app development firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs go from app idea to success because they understand startups and don't charge you huge fees just to get your app off the ground. Learn more at b7dev.com. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, and welcome to our weekly YouTube live streams that happen every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. And today we're going to break down all the proven strategies that are working for Apple search ads today. And I brought on an expert to really talk about this through with me. And because of him, I've been really, really aggressive with, we'll get into it, a little teaser you guys, but I've been aggressive with custom product pages. But the reason I wanted to really talk about this is that I believe Apple Search Ads is one of the best platforms for, or marketing channels for driving not only growth, but also retention and conversions. Just broadly speaking, now it's always different for different clients, but just broadly speaking, we've seen that Apple Search Ads has the best down funnel metrics. And when I say down funnel, all I mean is post install. What are people doing after the install? Are they buying? Are they staying on? What's the retention look like? Apple search ads tends to be, broadly speaking, again, one of the best. Anyways, joining me today is our ASA app expert, and ASA just stands for Apple search ads, Emery Bilchich. Emery, did I get that right? He is the Apple ads client partner at Mobile Action and searchads.com. Go check them out. Mobile Action, one of my favorite ASO tools and searchads.com, they will help you manage a lot of the automation and the manual work that you got to do for search ads campaigns. They're going to automate all of that. And so time saver, huge time saver. But Emery, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Nice to be on the show again. Hope everyone is doing well. Yeah, I want to say hi to a few people. Yash is here. Yash is part of our team. He's handling a lot of the search ad stuff. And then Noah's here. What's up, Noah? It's been a while, man. Ben. New name popping up. Ollie is here. And then I finally made it this on time. <laughs> Good job, Ollie. And then Adrian, what's happening, brother? Good to see you as well. All right, Emery, let's start with, I guess we can we have a lot of content with the campaign structure. I would recommend people searching for Apple search ads on there. But what are any new stuff happening that you want to share from Apple search ads type of thing? Yeah, like in terms of structure. Um, you know, we have the general stuff that, you know, Apple is suggesting as well, the brand campaign, the competitor campaign, discovery campaign, you know, generic, all the same stuff. What I'm doing recently, um, a little bit differently is what I call a probation campaign. Um, and you know, the way that that is working, the way that I'm making that work is basically we have a bunch of stuff that we are trying to get from the discovery campaign, right. In terms of search terms, you know, stuff that are going to be, um, you know, working really um, well or not well from the body match keywords, et cetera. What I do now, rather than just looking at the face value, okay, if the CPA is high, then do this. If the CPA is low, then let me do this. Rather than doing that, I'm pushing those into the probation campaign as exact matches, adding them as negatives to the discovery campaign and kind of testing those keywords out a little bit further. 
which kind of allows me this particular thing. On the MMP side, as you know, people would know, you're not able to track search terms and you cannot really see the down funnel um, on the keyword level. So what I'm doing mm -hmm. there for keywords that I think are going to be working well, I push them to the probation campaign. It doesn't have to be perfect. It shouldn't be. It really doesn't have to be matching my standards really 100%. But it should be just something that I yeah. think is going to be working out. I push them to a probation campaign. Once I push them to the probation campaign, I test them out for a minimum of additional two weeks. And I start to identify the entire funnel. If that keyword is working, maybe the CPA is high, but maybe it's bringing in purchases or subscriptions, et cetera. It's generating new revenue, right? And the way that I can see that is if I have another layer in that. So that's what I'm doing new. Um, and it's quite working well, actually. Um, it's not really, I'm, I'm dividing up the budget, by the way, um, just for budget sensitive people here. Um, I'm dividing up the budget from the discovery side, right? Um, I'm pushing, like, let's say I have $500 daily budget for my discovery campaign. I'm only pulling like a hundred bucks for the probation campaign and putting the discovery to be mm -hmm. 400. And that's how I'm doing that. So that's, I would say what I'm doing new recently. I got it. I like that. So you have a brand new and then you're like, Hey, I'm not sure what these, but Emery, let me ask you this. Actually, when you're finding these keywords through the discovery campaigns, don't you already know how well they convert from a cost per install? perspective so you're moving them into its own campaign just to get a sense of how well they'll perform from a down funnel metric like post install is that why yes yes precisely that reason like i mean the, the most important thing is like there are so many cases that i found out that there's keywords out there that are costing me about 50 60 percent more than my average and they're bringing in significantly more revenue and the rawest metric that i can see for that keyword is actually higher than some of the pretty good ones right so then I try to basically, you know, improve my um, impression share for those keywords as much as possible mm. and try to just boost up my revenue even further. And since Apple searches allows that entire process with MMP attached to it, it just makes my life significantly more easier and makes, you know, allows me to you know, make the campaigns more profitable. I got it. So, and then just the, this is the Apple recommended campaign structure. And it's a little bit different from what I've been recommending, but I'm actually going after your, our conversations, Emery, I'm actually going towards this more structure. The thing that yeah. I talked about with them was that I personally prefer to have broad match and search match as its own campaign. Cause for certain mm -hmm. clients, we've actually seen those two campaigns perform and scale faster than, you know, the exact match or the, the category mm -hmm. campaigns. So I personally like to, and because Apple is so like the UI isn't the best, I want these guys at a campaign level so I can see how much they're spending and adjust accordingly. Right. So yeah. sometimes the broad match does really, really well. And then I can mm -hmm. throw a little bit more budget in that. Sometimes the search match does really, really well. And I can throw more budget into that. But if I put them all in one campaign, then it's harder for me to, you can't adjust budget true. on an ad group level. So true, true. Yeah, that does, that makes perfect sense, by the way. Um, what I would do, when I create like a broad match campaign, I would probably divide the ad groups up according to like brand, generic competitor, et cetera, stuff like that. Um, just so I know from which funnel is how much expensive, et cetera, and that, those kind of things. Like maybe that could be how I would do it if I were you. But definitely for like controlling the budget, that's a perfect idea. I'm, I think I'm going to utilize that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually put everything into one. Cause I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, we, me and Yash talked about this. We're not sure how to do it yet, but I think obviously, you know, we're always tweaking, but right now we just have all the broad match under one. Cause it just becomes easier to manage. I mean, it's laziness. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> unless you have search ads um, automating a lot of these bids for you. Yeah. I mean, but, I, you know, I, I have it. So my life is easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> One of the things I wanted to bring up too, going back to why you put that, I love the pro, what'd you call it? Prohibitive or I wrote it down. Probation campaign. Probation. Yeah. yeah I love the probation campaign because I'm assuming yeah. too, Emery, and correct me if I'm wrong, that these MMPs, they'll tell you the performance of a campaign. They might not get as granular as a keyword level, but on a mm-hmm. campaign level, they'll show you some of the metrics that you're interested yes. in seeing. So that's, a, that's why I'm assuming yeah, yeah. you're putting it into the campaign. True. I mean, for most cases, I'm able to see like all the way down to the keyword level data. But in those cases, I'm not able to see that. I mean, I I need to see exactly for those keywords that I think are going to be working well, how well they're working. And I need to identify those. So having a separate campaign that I'm pushing these keywords in and testing them a little bit further with exact matches is why this would be, you know, something that I'm utilizing and, you know, working basically. Yeah, I love that. The other thing, oh, I want to say hi to a few people too so can is here shout out to my homie yeah. emery keeping it real <laughs> yeah he's a good friend of mine a really old friend of mine so yeah thanks for joining jen love it ben is here from food check and we'll get to his app as well hello from numella and then we got luke what's up luke all right we got a question from noah is att required for keyword level attribution on asa um well i don't deal with the entire like funnel on the you know client side basically what i get is red data so i don't really know from the product side if you need to get you know all of those required the thing that i do know that mmps to a certain extent can track all the way down to the keyword level i'm not entirely sure about the permissions that are required for that i would assume so by the way <laughs> but i mean i'm not entirely sure so i really wouldn't be able to answer it like clearly and 100 positive okay hey emery one of the things i want to talk about and, you know, we talked about this before we went live, but custom product pages. So yeah. for, for the users who didn't catch our video, go check out where we talk about custom product pages in depth. But tell us a little bit about it and how you've structured custom product pages and where you've seen success with these things. Right. With these new right. So just to you know briefly mention the previous video that we did with you, um, something that I was very strong with supporting was matching the ad groups that you have in terms of the keywords and the intent, basically, um, to match the visuals that you have for the custom product page, right? That you're utilizing in the custom product page. The reason being why, and the way that I've developed my strategy and how I analyze it, is if I have an app that has a few components or stuff that I want to promote as much as possible, Those custom product pages allow me to put unique visuals that are going to be emphasizing that message. So my main goal for those cases is if these people search for these particular keywords, then if they see this particular image, they would be saying like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Right. That's the kind of message that I'm trying to, you know, um, basically put forward. Um, a, a, a in the custom product pages that I'm, you know, suggesting, you know, my partners with. So the way that I formulate that, you know, like I said in the previous video, is you need to match the ad group itself with the intent, right? And it should be matching as perfectly as possible, by the way. Like something that I'm seeing a lot that is happening is that people are just putting ad groups that they already have and they're not necessarily dividing it up because of some limitations and stuff. And they're like, oh, it's maybe not that working really well. But in almost all of the cases that I've, you know, utilized this particular strategy, it worked really well, like it ridiculously well. Conversion rates are up. Chapter rates are up. Since those two things are up immediately, like you're not changing the bids. You're not changing technically the traffic amount that is coming in, right? You're just converting people over significantly better. Since that's the case, it immediately decreases your cost per install, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's basically what I'm trying to achieve. And it has been working by matching up the messaging with the keyword list that I have. 
Um, so yeah. So just as an example, like, and, and this is a, mm-hmm. Apple's example, like, hey, I'm bidding for bike trails on an exact match. Mm-hmm. And so you have a bike trails. It has to be on an ad group level. So kind of going yeah. back to this it has to be on an ad group level. So you have a category campaign and then ad group of bike trails, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Then you have custom product pages for bike trails. You have a custom product page for country trails. And then you have a custom product page for rock climbing. And then yeah. you bid on exact match generally speaking for these particular keywords mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly one other thing that i'm utilizing by the way on the side is on the ad group level you have targeting available which is limiting the number of people that you're able to show the ad to because they need to have personalized ads available right but you can target in terms of location you can t- target in terms of gender age etc and stuff like that right so in those particular targeted ad groups that i have available i'm also making it relevant to the targeted group that i have so let's say I have a certain app and maybe let's say I'm, I'm covering news, okay? So in that instance, if I'm going to be creating, let's say, different ad groups for different states, right? I can basically make an ad group that is, you know, like the images within the app is showing Wisconsin-related news for, you know, something mm-hmm. that I'm targeting in Wisconsin, right? So people will say like, oh, okay, cool. I can get my local news. And the stuff that I have in there in the ad group is local news, Wisconsin news, election results, stuff, you know, all of those things that will be related to that particular state. And then you're immediately going to see that it's going to be converting over. Your app is not about Wisconsin only, right? But the way that you formulated right. the strategy with the targeting and the custom product page is making, you know, is basically putting two and two together and actually coming up with four as you should be, right? Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's, it's basically allowing your conversion rates through those keywords to, you know, ramp up. Otherwise, if you do it with a default side, I can assure you 100%. If you're an app, a news app, and you're covering multiple different news from different states all across, um, you know, the United States in this instance, if you just have local news or Wisconsin news with a default product page, probably your conversions are going to be worse by doing, you know, compared to this kind of specific targeting. So yeah, that's, that's another thing yeah. to take into account. You know, this is one of the things I want to talk about. So with custom product pages, we saw for one of our clients without getting into details, let's say it's a, an ab workout type of client, okay. right? And so right. it has much more. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ab workout. So when we had a custom product page for specifically talking about ab workouts, which mm-hmm. the app is known for, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's the target user. Mm-hmm. We've seen better performance. So I agree yeah. with you. Better cost per, you know, conversions, cost per install, mm-hmm. everything went the right direction. But mm-hmm, when we mm-hmm. try to get a little bit more creative in terms of, then let's say for ab workouts, we also have butt workouts within the app, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, when we're trying mm-hmm. to go up funnel in terms of keywords. Let's just say at home workouts. Mm-hmm, broadly mm-hmm, speaking, right? mm-hmm. okay, we, yeah. we're we're known for app workouts, but we're now going to app homework, and then we create a custom product page that mm-hmm. has performed just pretty much similar to the normal screenshots we had, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that's where I, when I was telling you, I was like, it's just not working. Like across the board, it isn't it's not working. It's very specific to the type of app you have, what you're known for. And if you're trying to go up funnel, I think it becomes mm-hmm, a little bit mm-hmm. harder because even when we're trying to do it with like other types of workouts, like a butt workout, we see mixed right. results. Sometimes it does better, sometimes it doesn't do better. Right. The first thing that would come to my mind is what's up with the icon? Is it definitely just showing abs? Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. Okay. So basically, <laughs> Great question, if, dude, I like it. <laughs> 
So, so like he, here's here's a problem with that then. So yeah. now you're basically having an icon. So the initial image and the initial message that the potential user has is this is about abs, right? And mm. within the pool that they're searching from, right? It will basically mean to the person if they're looking for, you know, home workouts or like, you know, butt workouts and stuff like that. I mean, don't put a butt image in your icon, of course. <laughs> yeah. But but basically, when, when you see that, like when the user sees that, they're probably going to be skimming over that and probably going over to a different competitor in that instance because your icon is not matching your messaging, right? Mm. But here's the thing. Here's kind of where I would say the limitation with custom product pages come from. You cannot change the icon, right? I wish you could. Hopefully you can sometime in the future. There's no reason for it to be happening anytime soon, but it's just something that I wish definitely because you need to get the person to get inside of the ad itself, right? Which the person only sees the icon and the title and the subtitle to a certain extent, not even the full title, right? And if the if if the app's, you know, name in this instance and the icon itself is very much towards, you know, ab workouts in this instance, then the user is probably going to skim over it because the decision that they make is going to take only a few seconds, right? To either click on it or just to, you know, scroll down and find something else. So if you cannot get the user inside, then it doesn't really work out for, for the custom product page because the custom product page basically allows you to, once a person clicks into the ad, to see the screenshots, to see the kind of, you know, the promotional text and stuff and say like, okay, this is exactly what I'm looking for. But if you cannot get them through the door in the first place because the messaging is not matching that, then you might see, you know, inconsistent results. It's either going to get better or worse or identical. It's not going to have that much of an effect because it's on the top right. It's it's that's where the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Apple needs to change it because I agree. Now you know, like I, I point to Am Amazon and Audible mm -hmm. doing custom product pages. This is not their yeah. normal screenshots yeah. and i'll show you an example yeah. of this but this is their custom product page for podcasts like they're trying to mm -hmm. go for podcasts and then yeah. but it, you see the titles audiobooks yes. right and so here might be a great example because you know everything speaks to audiobook because the yes. aso and all that stuff but yet you're showing me a podcast <laughs> and the screenshots just aren't going to overcome what other people are seeing maybe in the title exactly Exactly. Got it. When you're get, get, Dude, getting like into it, yeah, like it's 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 like um, okay, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so yeah, it, it yeah it it is you know definitely a, a aspect, and I think um, you know the first area of improvement for what can come with you know custom product pages, I think um, could be coming with this, but you know the the, the idea there it, it works right so it, it's related to mm -hmm. podcast specifically if the person gets into the ad in the first place they're probably going to convert over at a higher rate um mm -hmm. than they would with the default product page right so that's perfectly yeah. fine yeah that's a mm -hmm. great that's a probably a good that's a great reason why it's not mm -hmm. working mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah I, let me see what else can i say about custom product pages oh i also want to hold it well actually we have some questions let me let me do this mm -hmm. let's go to some of the questions okay. first uh, all right luke says question if i choose uk so great british pound as my app store currency but i'm advertising the u.s does apple convert the ad spend to euros i think or no gb whatever pounds yeah. before invoice me or will i pay in usd 
Um, what do you think, Steve? I, I didn't pay a bill in my life for Apple Search, so <laughs> <laughs> it's pounds. So for some of our, for some of our, you know, European clients, they charge on. So I have to do the conversions and all the numbers that we look at. Look at Luke are all in pounds, so it should be pounds to pounds. It's just I think whatever the default is because when I cert, when I set up now I didn't set up this Apple Search Ads account, so I'm gonna assume that they set it up with pounds in mind but i do know all the numbers i see like i'm not it's not how much yeah. us dollars i spent how much pounds i spent and what's the yeah, cost per exactly. install account. yeah true true yeah that's okay. that's what i see as well like if the app store currency is selected to a certain thing it's just going to show you the cost on yeah. with that particular currency all right, we got a lot of questions. Benoit asks, one question we encountered when we create campaigns, ad assets with search and broad matches, the broad match campaign and ad groups tend to cannibalize the keywords from the other campaigns. Negative keywords. Use negative keywords. <laughs> that's that's yeah, I don't know why you're having this. Yeah, I don't know why you're having this problem, Benoit, but I don't know what what is cannibalizing. I mean, the broad match tends to do pretty well because it's broad yeah. match, right? I think it does better than search match because search match is like, hey, like the stepsits, ugly stepsister or something. Like, what the hell? You know, like, and so what do I have to work off of? But yeah, I think, yeah, maybe with the negative keywords, each yes, broad match exactly. campaign, let's just make sure that people understand how to set this up. Mm-hmm. Let's do this, Emery. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to lead this? in the discovery yeah, campaign? Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, there's a little bit of delay on my end, so sorry about that. Oh, my bad. In the discovery campaign, everything that you have, all these keywords that you have up here, should be negative here on exact match. So now you're forcing Apple to come up with new keywords that you're not already bidding on over here. I hope that makes sense. So they should be on negative as exact match under these campaigns right here. Yep. Anything you want to expound on that for, for that? App? Yeah, sure. So like one more thing that I would suggest in this instance, if you have broad match keywords in there that you already are utilizing in your other campaigns, like Steve said, do that. But also if you have mm-hmm. broad match keywords, you can go into your search terms and most likely those keywords are going to be quite very high spenders if you're relevant to that particular keyword, right? At that moment, do not really do broad match, push them over to the exact match to their you know uh, respective spots. If it's like, you know, the competitor or the generic or the brand, whatever it might be, then add them as negative on that broad match side. So basically, you're forcing the algorithm at that point to push, you know, um, to find keywords that are going to be related to that one, but it cannot bid on that one. So if you do that negative keyword listing correctly, you should not be seeing any kind of cannibalization. Yep. Yeah. So like to, to the ab workout example, we mm-hmm. might have an ad group for ab workout on exact match right here. But in our broad yep. match, we have ad workout on broad match but the mm-hmm. negative is exact match app yeah uh, so we're trying to yeah. find yeah. forcing yeah. apple to find things and then to emery's point if you're finding keywords in these campaigns that aren't performing well well you just add them as negative on exact match and you go okay you're not going to add it to the probation campaign yeah. you're not going to move them into the exact match campaigns at all the category campaigns you just leave them as negative tell yeah. apple don't show me any of these keywords anymore Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I mean, that's that's more so about you know like playing around with the budget. If you have a gigantic endless budget, then yeah, go ahead. You know, maybe that keyword <laughs> is going to work eventually at some point. Um, but you know, mostly I would you know suggest 
Um, if you're not really spending more than like half a million per month on Apple search ads, like just be a little bit more sensitive. And, you know, if it's not working, just put it as a negative. You can always go back and remove it if you want to test it out again. Yeah. I love the probation idea. I'm mm -hmm. going to adopt that. Yes. Make note. <laughs> and then Armando from Puerto Rico. Good. Welcome, Armando. Joining live. I love it, man. You should always join live. I was mine. There you go. Welcome. Welcome, man. Ben says, you know, these custom product pages are great suggestions for his app. And we're going to take a look at Ben's app. But yeah, like if you have multiple things and like workouts rise, if you have multiple workouts, I love Emery's point about the icon, but custom product pages are great to really highlight your main feature and then target that. One of our clients, we're, we're doing exactly that. And I think we're going to see a pretty good performance with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Mondo asks, is it worth it to do search ads on high competition keywords if my LTV for customer is lower than the bid price to grow and get organic downloads later? Right. Okay. So one thing to just, you know, clarify, your bid price is not what you pay all the time, right? So your bid price is not always going to be, if you're bidding $4, your CPT is not going to be $4. It can be lower. It could be you know, it, it can be maximum $4 is basically what you're doing. So the way that it works on the Apple search side, just to clarify that site as well, um, is that you go into an auction with multiple different apps. Now, this happens instantaneously when the search happens. And the Apple's own, you know, Apple's own algorithm basically determines who's going to be winning that particular impression. If they win that impression, right, then you're going to be, you know, paying the second highest bid in that particular pool. So even if you bid at $4 and the second best one was at two, you're going to be paying $2 for that tap. So the bid is simply just how aggressive you want to get with that particular keyword or how, you know, you know, if you don't want to be aggressive with it, that's, that's what it determines. Um, so could you just bring up the question again? There was another component of that I, was, yeah. I want to address. <clears throat> oh, the organic downloads. Yeah. Okay. So the second thing, which is, you know, the organic downloads, something that we're going to actually talk about with you, Steve, today, as well as like combining the whole ASOAASA thing, right? The thing that you're going to be able to do and, you know, the app that we're going to be looking at is going to be a great example for how it works out for the ASO site as well. Um, it, it really works really well, by the way. Like they, they have a really good case where Apple search has adoption and proved their organic, you know, um, ranked keyword number very, quite very drastically. So, even if the case is that your LTV is lower than what you're bidding, um, Armando, you can see, you should be able to see if that keyword is going to be relevant to you, your organic rankings are going to be you know, jumping up. And if your organic rankings jump up, your organic performance is going to be jumping up. So you should be basically just running it with a certain budget that you have in mind. And then you're going to review the results in the overall, right? And you know, maybe you have multiple different pay channels, et cetera, and stuff like that. But just for this case, once you do see that kind of organic uplift that is happening, you can immediately assume, okay, great. This is what Apple search is benefiting me because it's not at the face value. It has a double effect. So that's, that's something that you should always take into consideration on the second side of the question. Yeah. And I want to show an example of one where to what you were talking about, uh, this is going to help. Whoops, save it. Uh, give me one second here. Sure. Actually, here, let, give me give me some time. I'm preparing this. But I do have an example for you, Armando, exactly what Emery was talking about. Okay. Noah asks, what do you look for when determining whether a discovery keyword is worth moving into an exact match campaign? Right. So the way that I do it myself would be um, I would have a clear 
you know, metric in mind. So I want my CPA to be around $1.5, right? Like, let's say that's, that's my goal. Okay. So anything that is below $1.5 immediately qualifies to be going over to a, um, exact match campaign that I have already existing. Um, I mm -hmm. tend to do them on the probation side as well, just to make sure that they're not just, you know, performing well for that one week and they're going to be continuing to performing well. And it's going to be under that particular limit. But usually what I do is I do up to 25% plus that um, when I'm determining to send them over to the probation campaign to test it out, out a little bit more. So if it exceeds my goal by 25%, I can still play around with the bids a little bit more aggressively on my side. Maybe there's going to be a sweet spot that I'm going to be able to find, right? And if I'm going to be able to find and make that work, then it's going to be great. The reason why search terms, um, you know, uh, search match on and broad match keywords work is you don't necessarily always need to find, you know, the golden nugget, right? It can be just little teeny tiny little pieces of gold that is going to be working well. So maybe that part of the keyword is going to cost you, you know, like $1.4 on average, right? And it's going to bring in 20 installs per month. But if you have 100 of these, that means 2,000 installs per month, right? So that's where you kind of utilize this strategy. I didn't know sharing my screen. Okay, so one of the things I like to do too, Noah, is to that point, when it's a discovery campaign, you know how well that keyword is converting. So if your mm -hmm. cost per acquisition goal is $2, and then that keyword is converting at 60 cents, then you can know, like to Emery's point, you can go a little bit more. Maybe you put 135, right? Just to, or 130. So this is just simple math. It's just the conversion rate multiplied by your cost per acquisition goal. This is what search ads I love about search ads is like, you can put these goals in between. Like, hey, if it's converting at this, like if it's converting well, increase it by this amount. If it's not, increase it by this amount and so forth. And so the math is just very simple, but that's how I start when I move it. If it's hitting my goal, move it move it all day, right? If it's hitting yeah. my cost per acquisition goal, move it to the exact match campaign and your starting bid, you can just adjust it as well. Yeah. yeah. The, okay. Good. So I do have the example. Let me, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm sharing. Uh, okay. I have this example of what you said, Emery, let me pull it up. I just wanted to blur out the client's information. So that's all. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here. So I don't know if you guys can see this well enough, but to what Emery said was, look, your the your max cost per tap is not always what you're going to end up paying. So Apple actually recommends, and this is where I've seen it, Emery, for like mm -hmm. competitor terms, okay? Mm -hmm. So like for terms that are, you know, the competitor campaign right here, mm -hmm. this is generally where I've seen this play out. So mm -hmm. on the competitor campaigns, on those keywords, I'm going to be a little bit aggressive. So you can see Apple is suggesting 149, Oh, oh, I'm sorry, 147 and then up to 471 cost per tap, right? Mm -hmm. So I put it at 141 because I'm I don't want to spend overspend. So I'm just like testing it 141. Okay, cool. But the actual cost per tap is only 53 cents. So that's where now be careful because we have actually seen the other way where you do spend exactly what Apple recommends. And here's here's the uh, the other ones, but you can see here that we are spending apple we we have a pretty high cost per tap and then we're getting close and these are all still competitor terms so it's any point of like who's bidding and you're just bidding the max that's what's happening here too so just be mm -hmm. careful with all of that 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're not okay with paying that money for any tap, then don't do it. <laughs> it's your own risk. Yeah. But basically, it's just like a rule of thumb. It doesn't necessarily mean that all every single tap that you're going to get is going to cost you that much. Yeah. And you know what I found? And this is where I, I feel like, okay, I because I used to put everything into the exact match campaign. Mm -hmm. Right. I just called it exact match. And then I put it all the keywords because I do recall somebody from Apple just seeing man like oh but sometimes for one of our clients we've seen that the competitor apps those keywords do really well and they're driving low cost downloads like it's getting majority of our spend so i do think this is the right approach moving forward like i'm readjusting now i'm gonna create my own slide this is just apple mm -hmm. screenshot but i'm gonna create my own slide on how i personally like to set up these campaigns kind of marrying my way of doing it and apple suggested way and just based off of our conversations yeah. too by the way, one more thing, since you just mentioned it, I'm going to connect the compare campaign and you know a strategy for a custom product page. It's something that I test out and it did work, by the way. Um, it's a little bit cheeky, just so like everyone knows. What I did was this. So the competitor campaign, I created an ad group targeting a specific competitor and competitor keywords and you know, uh, you know, misspellings of that particular keyword, etc. And the way okay. that I formulated the screenshots was it's not the same but it's similar to what I'm targeting in the competitor's default page. So when the user goes in, if it's going to be a redownload or something like that, they might have a familiarity with it and it results in a higher conversion to your own app. Just something like something that I did try out and it did work well. It didn't work like gigantically more you know, beneficial to me, but it, I did see a visible mm -hmm. increase in terms of percent. So just a little, little tip here. Um, Let me break it down. So. <laughs> Let's break it down. So like, let's just assume that we're going to go off of sweat, right? Yeah. We're going to bid on sweat and we're, that's our competitor. So you're yeah. saying that you're going to try to match sweats. UI, visual UI style. Those yeah. visual style. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Dude. Exactly. I like it. That's yeah. great. I mean, it's, it's just like the, it's just like the visuals matching it. So when they see it, they already have a familiarity with the app because like, here's the thing. If somebody is searching for a sweat, they are looking for sweat, right? Um, it's, it's mm -hmm. really hardly likely that they're going to be actually searching for a sweat and say like, let me see a sweat like app, right? It's, it's less likely that that's going to happen. But if you can be on the top on the ad side for sweat in this instance, because that's the example. And if your images are matching them, right. In terms of like the, the, the artistic side of it, the user might say like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, this looks quite very familiar and they could convert over significantly better. And it did work out. So just saying. I like so like here, back to my campaign right here, this is these competitors, I could, like given that they're actually good volume, yeah. there's good impressions, I could do that campaign. I love that. Mm -hmm. Emery, yeah. that's why I love talking to you. We gotta talk more. <laughs> yeah, <All right>. absolutely. <laughs> Let's see. And Benoit explains, it means the spend only goes on the broad match campaigns ad assets. You can just adjust the budget. That's why I prefer to have the broad match on its own campaign. Yeah. Then if I that benoit you want more exact match to get the spin just play around with the budgets there yeah that's a great tip on idea, the negatives the <laughs> yeah thanks man uh great tip by the negatives come on benoit watch this series we talked about <laughs> ltv do you recommend up for cpa for long term um well, I mean, that's that's going to change from app to app. So like some apps do have a very short cycle in terms of retention. Some apps have a really, you know, quite a large scale. Like if somebody comes along, 
they are going to subscribe for 12 months because that's the offer that you're giving and you know exactly what's happening, et cetera, right? Um, so I wouldn't really be basing the percentage of an LTV when I'm determining a CPA level. A CPA level would basically be this in my mind. I know on average what I'm getting per user. That means that's the kind of CPA that I can see as 100%, right? So if my LTV is $2, then I can basically assume at that point, anything that exceeds $2 in the long run, short run, whatever it might be, is going to be like my CPA goal should be below $2, ideally. Worst case should be $2. If it's exceeding $2, even in the long run, short run, I'm probably going to lose money. Your LTV might be increasing and you're going to be updating these you know, expectations accordingly along the way. But when you're determining you know, what I should be starting with, just look at your LTV right now. If it's $2, then just basically say like, okay, that's my break-even point, right? Um, and in the long run, if you see that the LTV is increasing, then you can increase that you know, break-even point. Well, you would be increasing. And if it's decreasing, then you should be decreasing it as well. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, basically, you know, lost in the maths of everything and trying to determine, oh, if this user comes in and if they convert and they purchase this gigantic sword from my game, um, then I'm going to be, you know, profitable or something. Like, it's going to be too much math and it's going to be too much data for you to look into and you're not going to be, probably you're not going to be able to get anywhere. Um, so I would definitely suggest just take it at face value, say that's my break-even point and work your way around. Try to achieve... Um, you know, slightly lower CPA, if we're especially trying to scale up your campaign, breaking even is okay, right? Um, as I, as you know, um, you're trying to grow the app, then yes. But if you're very raw sensitive and you want to say like, okay, I'm, this is the time that I'm going to monetize it and I'm going to make the big bucks out of this app. Then I would say like, okay, whatever your expectation is in terms of profit, then put that as your upper cap is how I would do it. Yes, I completely completely agree with that whoops show him back all right i agree with emery so, so the way i would do it is too depending on your what stage of the company like for us if we're trying to just break even ltv hit it cost per acquisition if we're trying to be profitable and scale profitably then think about like a 2x 1x whatever you can afford so to your point half life divided like you just have to know your numbers and where you're at in your business are you in scale mode where you don't care about making money or are you an indie bootstrap where you got every dollar you spend, you have to make at least a dollar 50 back to cover all your costs. You just have to understand your numbers and you just go crazy with that. Yeah. Okay. I will start with Noah's and then we'll take, a, we'll take a look at the apps. Noah asked, could you clarify the probation concept a little bit more? Is that the exact match campaign in the diagram? Yes. Um, it's basically like another campaign that you're going to cre create with exact match in mind with its own dedicated budget. The budget that I allocate for that is, you know, chipped away from the discovery campaign simply because of the reason if I have, you know, an unlimited budget, then of course I would have a dedicated budget for that. But since we all work with, you know, a certain budget um, and a certain limit, that's why I like to chip away from the discovery campaign itself rather than the other campaigns to create room for the probation campaign. And the concept basically works, you know, like I explained, it's, it's you know, you get your search match, um, you get your search term, sorry. Um, and the ones that you think are going to be performing well, it has a potential, like you got installs, but it was expensive, right? Or maybe it was super cheap, but you didn't get that many installs. Those are the cases I would be pushing onto the probation campaign. If it's already matching every single, you know, if it's, you know, taking every single box, then I would be just pushing them to whatever necessary campaign there is. But if it's outside of that box, if it's in like that kind of purgatory zone, 
right? That's why I call it the probation campaign. So it's not necessarily here. It's not necessarily there. Um, so it's that's when I would basically put them as exact match, add them as a negative to my discovery campaign, and test them out for a minimum of an additional two weeks. Reason being why, maybe that weekend there was something that you didn't really notice. A certain event happened that, you know, drove up installs and, you know, resulted in a lower cost. Maybe, you know, for, for some reason that keyword was really popular, right? Let's say you had a, like, for example, Squid Game, right? That came out, um, hit show, right? And if you had a game, literally like a squid that was swimming around and it's completely unrelated to it, and you based your entire strategy for the week that Squid Game came out, I'm sorry for you, you're probably bankrupt at this point, <laughs> right? <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's basically you need to understand and there, there are going to be stuff that you're not going to necessarily understand all the time and why it's working. So that's why the probation, con you know, probation campaign concept is working. That's why you basically go and test it out a little bit further rather than relying on the search match side and basically coming to the conclusion saying like, okay, after two weeks, it's still performing, it's going good. Or I played around with the bids, now it was profitable for the ones that were bringing in installs, but it was a little bit expensive. Then I would push them up to, you know, any other campaign that I have in that structure. Got it. All right. Got it. Love it. That's that was my question. Like, do you end up moving some of those keywords from probation to yeah, 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 category of the other campaigns? Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you ever get rid of them too? Like, what if it doesn't work? Do you ever get rid of them? Yeah, I just pause them. If it's not working out, like if it's still yeah, okay, it's bringing in installs, but the, I wasn't able to bring the cost down, and it's just exceeding the by one hundred percent, fifty percent, whatever the amount might be. I would just pause them. It's it's just not going to work out. I can revisit them because now I have a keyword list on that side that I haven't necessarily negated from the probation campaign itself, that I could say like, okay, back in the day, this was working well for me. Now I have a feature that is actually, you know, corresponding to this particular intent, this search intent, right? So you can test it out again and see it from that list. Mm -hmm. Armando, we're going to get to your question, but before we do, Emery, I don't want to go too long on this. So I'm going to put 10 minutes sure. on the clock and we're going to go through Ben's app. Ben's here, mm -hmm. but I think this is better. So I've got 10 minutes on the clock right here. Mm -hmm. Got my ten minute timer, and then I'm gonna start okay. the timer. They're gonna Google's gonna tell me when we're up, but let's go. Ten minutes to help Ben with his app. All right. So Ben wants help on more of the search ad stuff, so I'll let you lead. Mm -hmm. And I've got my okay. collection and his app kind of put up too. You need me great, anymore. awesome. So um, one of the things that I was gonna suggest, I think Ben, like I don't know the data, but just by looking at their ASO performance, I can actually assume that they started their Apple search ads campaign around like August 10th, um, around that range. Reason being why they started to get rankings significantly more for significantly many more organic terms, um, starting mm -hmm. from August 10th. And I actually had the data in front of me as well. So let me just you know share that information. Um, on awesome. August 3rd, um, and fifth, they were ranking for 750 keywords um, in total. Right now, they're at 1,275. So, wow. like th those are those are the ones that you have organic rankings for, right? That you're normally able to be. Yeah, you can see it from the ASO report. Um, but you know, oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, basically, you can you can see it uh, on that side that you were able to grow it. One thing that um, if you could just you know go back to the search ads um, tab side is mm -hmm. what I did notice, like when I was going through the part of the keywords, like most of the terms that you're bidding on are really low impression shares, which makes me think, like I don't see the numbers right now, right? But I think mm -hmm. those keywords might be a little bit too expensive. Reason being why I'm seeing apps in there that are dominating impression share wise, right? So it would be mm -hmm. good to identify if those keywords are gonna be working well for you or not. I would assume that those keywords are actually 
a little bit expensive in terms of the CPA side of things. So um, that would be one of the things I would definitely suggest. Um, One thing that I also did not see when I was looking into it, I'm not entirely sure if you're bidding on your branded terms. I mean, it's not necessarily like a brand title name that you have there, but, you know, food and product scanner specifically that keyword, I wasn't able to see it on here. Maybe you are, uh, maybe you don't have that much impression share yet. That's why we were not able to see it. But Mm. um, that's something that I would definitely suggest to do. Reason being why. Okay. 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 So you're not getting that. I mean, I'm just seeing Ben's messages. That's why. Um, yeah, so, just for the so audio listeners Ben said we had a, another niche app, which mm-hmm. converted better to paid, but was hard to run paid ads. And then mm-hmm. he says his conversion rates in this app are not so good, but that's why the cost per acquisition is pretty low and thereby the impressions being pretty low. Too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. But here's the thing, Ben. So if you, if you've had access to like a tool like this, okay. Um, uh, like mobile action or, you know, a- any other competitor out there, you're going to be able to see your organic rankings and your organic ranking terms, right? So if you start to get an organic ranking, it basically signifies this. The algorithm knows now who you are and thinks you're related to these keywords. If we want to push the algorithm in the right direction now, you can add certain keywords that are in here that are going to be super relevant to yourself as broad match keywords in your discovery campaign. So you let the algorithm figure you out a little bit more. You're basically telling him, okay, relate me to keywords that are related to food additives, right? In the instance which you're dominating in terms of impression share, right? Um, or stuff like food and product scanner or you know whatever your brand um, keywords um, that you would utilize in your metadata might be. That way, currently at this state, what I would be doing for to scale up your campaigns effectively would be trying to get the algorithm to know me better because you just started that journey where you boosted up in terms of organic ranking um, keywords which now you're at the phase that you're going to start to a little bit more cherry pick those keywords that you want the algorithm to associate you with so it can expand that pool. So on the search side, definitely go in, look at your organic ranking side when you're building up your keywords. Don't really necessarily rely on what your you know competitors are bidding on at that moment yet. Simply because mm-hmm. of the reason the algorithm doesn't know those are your competitors yet. right? So first of all, let's get them to um, figure out who you are. Um, once you start to do that, then you're going to be able to see some, you know, good results with it. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. I, I tried this strategy before, um, for a client. I, I, you know, I actually mentioned this to you as well, Steve, um, on our previous um, video that we did together. I increased the total number of rank keywords from 200 to 2,400 in the span of two months while doing this. And they were like quite very relevant terms and they started to get like very decent rankings. So yeah, gluten. Uh, free, for example, like here's here's another problem. Um, you know, Steve, you can go ahead and you know tell it yourself as well. The subtitle um, was a little bit okay. This is a little bit different. Don't let me distract you, bro. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like gluten, comma free, comma think, comma approved, comma girlfriend. That's like, what you're using mm-hmm. in your subtitles. What I assume. So, no, no, no. <laughs> Like for the AOS side of yeah. things, I mean, it's it sounds good for the computer, right? Um, but I, I think you should be having this in mind. So at the end of the day, it's a person who's going to be reading this, right? And it's going to, you know, if you boost up your conversion rates from the app store itself, organically or paid, doesn't matter, your performance is going to be increasing, overall speaking, both on both sides. Like it's going to be improving on the Apple Store chat side, it's going to be improving on the ASO side. So definitely rather than doing comma, 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 I would just have a certain, you know, a, a, a value proposition that you have with your app and put that in there with some very important keywords in there. 
do not duplicate keywords in your title and subtitle as well. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> um, not going to be a good idea. Yeah. All right, so yeah. um, that's what I have in, in mind for the search outside. I like it. So we got five minutes. I'm going to go quickly. Ben, yeah, like, look, your your title sucks. No offense. You're, if you're not going to be branded anyways, Food Check has no, no score and you're 108 for that term. So like, it's not a branded term and there's no traffic for this particular keyword. Change it to just food scanner or something different other than what you have. Like, so I think food scanner is interesting just because that's what you do. Like that's what you're there for. If that's the main keyword, I don't know what your main keyword is, Ben, but if that is your main keyword and you're not even thinking about a brand, you're not even calling it bites and pixels, then call it food scanner as your primary app name and then you, that should help your rankings and then this is just i think bad so do keyword research use a tool like mobile action kind of take a peek at what your competitors are doing or even heck dude like go look at this food scanner go into search ads search by keyword this is my favorite tool clients ask me all the time <laughs> Emery, like hey who's bidding on this term can you double check i'm like yep i'll do that right now yep Pretty one easy. click <laughs> one click you can see who's searching and then you can look at their, you can add these as competition. You can see like, Hmm, what are the keywords they're tracking? What are they going on? And then like, yeah, like doing all the ASO, all the ASA stuff, mm -hmm. but yeah. All right. Let's get into the app while we still have time. Go for it. Yeah. I'm all right. Awesome. While I so um, it, it, if you don't mind putting me a plug in here, I think it's going to be helping Ben out by the way. Um, we have something called a grader. Um, that is basically an AI system that looks at your search as campaigns and it just gives you a greater report and it lets you know if you have duplicated keywords, if you're wasting budget here, if you're not getting installs for some of the keywords that you're spending some money on, etc. You can sign up to searchhouse.com and once you do that sign up, you're going to get two weeks of free access once you connect your API in and you can just mm -hmm. run the grader after you do that and you can do it through here as well. Okay, So once you do that, nice. it's going to give you some additional insights. Um, like and you can utilize the, the the platform itself. You can look at you know organic um, side and uh, that side uh, that particular side as well. Um, so what tool is yeah. that? That's um, searchas.com. You can um, go into searchas.com and you can sign up uh, free for two weeks and you can utilize the grader report. Um, that is not going to be something that is going to be limited in that sense. Like when you go into uh, the trial, you can just get it out. Cool. So Ben the what I would say is this is not inspirational. This is the first screen mm -hmm. I see. Like, this is not benefit oriented. Scan your food. You're just talking about the feature. Like, scan your food. Why? So that you don't eat wrong food, don't eat allergies, so that you stay vegan. I'm vegan. So it's like, hello, talk about the benefits versus just like scan your food. That's not inspirational. Like, that's just boring stuff. Like, if I let off my channel, be like, do the work, do the keyword research, grow down. Like, come on. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to hear it. We lead with learn the proven strategies to help you grow your app downloads. Now you're like, oh, I'm interested now. Not just like go do the freaking work. All right. And you just go more different. Okay. Again, I don't, I'm not inspired. Hire a copywriter. All right. So this is why you're not converting. Let's go into, let's try to find your, okay. It's showing up. It's really slow, Ben. You got to, you got to show this page a little bit more. And then again, in my opinion, you want to go longer. You want to add social proof. Some of the elements of social proof that you already have in your screenshots, you want to add that into your paywall, right? Find recipes, you know, figure out what's right, what's wrong, have some customer review. 
views that you can have in there. You get any emails or look at views of certain things. And here's what I also like to do, Emery, is I look at app store reviews of some of my bigger competitors. And I see like mm-hmm. what do people like about it? What do people not like about it? So if I find things that people don't like about it and there's a theme there, then I say, hey, we don't do that. Right. Or, or, hey, we do this better. So I use some of the words. Oh, there's a timer that people. (laughs) This is an annoying timer. Let's see how long it goes. Okay, thank you, Google. All right. I like this timer. All right. One last thing I'll see is there's no trials on this. Look, I've heard it before. So I'm going to stop you, Ben, and what you're thinking. You want to add a trial. On your onboarding experience. Okay. Trials. Conversions. You might be saying to yourself, I have, this is your voice, Ben. I let people use my app for free for X amount of products, blah, blah, blah. That's not a trial. Okay. A trial, that's just a freemium. That's what I call freemium version. A trial is something that you say, hey, you want to sign up for my app? Well, you got seven days to trial all the premium versions, and then we're going to kick you out. So either unsubscribe or all that stuff. So look at our paywall optimization. This needs a lot of work in my eye, and that's probably why you're not converting. Get food check premium. Again, nobody cares about going premium. Nobody cares. What is the benefit to this versus get food check premium? Nobody wants to go premium because it just means I have to do cost. but it's like never eat an allergy again or know exactly what you're putting into your body. That's more interesting to me. Okay, time's up. I like this. All right. Emery, one thing I wanted to ask you was the ASO. So we had a question from, let me try to find it. Armando, the simple action of getting installs for a certain keyword, will it help with ASO? How do, yes. and how do, and then we'll save the second question for later. Yeah. What's the impact on ASA with ASO? So um, basically the way that it works. So there's a couple of things that affect ASO. I mean, there's a lot of videos that Steve has, you know, it personally helped me a lot, by the way. So like definitely go and check those out. And he explains, you know, very wonderfully, um, you know, how to do ASO. You you have a very recent video as well, talking about like how to do ASO really quickly as well. Um, So if you don't have time, you can check that video out too. Um, But basically, if you have a decent amount of download velocity on a daily basis, right, that is coming in either through the paid side, through the paid Apple search ad side, or the organic side, the algorithm doesn't really say that, oh, this is from paid, this is from organic. They they don't differentiate between it. So if you're getting installs from any source necessary, either that being paid or that being, you know, organic, it's going to be affecting your ASO rankings quite very drastically. Like, for example, for Ben's app, what, what I was able to see was, like I said, they, he, he was ranking for 750 keywords before he started Apple searches. Now it's at 1,250. So that's just proof there, right? He increased the keyword pool and his outreach by almost 100% in one month, which is a gigantic improvement, right? And I don't know how much you know you dedicated so far, Ben, in terms of budget-wise, but I'm pretty much sure it took, you know... Um, all right, awesome, Ben. <laughs> so you might you might actually see that you know um, the total amount of money that you spent in Apple searches is probably less than what you spent so far um, in the earlier times to bring it up to seven hundred and fifty keywords. So that's that's where the power is. That's that's why it's important. I see. You know, we've actually seen this. I think it's more powerful. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I found if you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of download velocity, I haven't seen yeah. a huge impact on it. So. All right. But if you are one of the bigger brands that we've 
been lucky to work with too. That's where I'm like, for one of our apps, we just did now, I don't know if it's causation or not. So I'd love your thoughts, but it's a big brand. You have a lot of downloads, well-known. They don't really rank well for a lot of non-branded terms. So it's really the downloads I can just tell from keyword rankings that it's the brand. People are searching for the brand and that's how we're getting the downloads. But we did, when we turned on search ads, we actually did see their overall ratings under a category go up. And I did year over year analysis just to see what that looked like in 2021 and 2022. And I was like, oh, there was an increase from May to August in category rankings when we turn on ASA. Now we're only spending $3,000 a month, but we did notice that. Do you think it had to do with ASA or was it just like, I don't know, sheer luck? Not necessarily. I, I would definitely believe that Apple Search S has an effect because like I have seen this time and time again where it did work out and it did improve the ASO performance altogether. Um, like like mm-hmm. I said, the example that I gave before was a brand new app. It didn't have any insoles. It just launched, right? Nobody knows who it was. The the mm-hmm. game that the you know the the partner launched was their second game ever, and it was completely unrelated to what they had before. Like it's a completely different genre, it's a completely different subcategory. But even with that, it's, you know, we were able to boost it from 200 keywords to 2,400 keywords. So there's definitely an effect there. The kind of impact of the effect could be changing from, you know, case to case. And the best way usually I was able to find, if you want to boost up your ASO, and that's your main goal with Apple searches, okay? You don't really necessarily use it as a paid channel. You're just using it to boost up your ASO as much as possible. The way that I utilize it, I open up search match on. And then I kind of guide the algorithm by putting in broad keywords that I want it to relate it to me with, right? And then put, you know, explicitly put negative keywords in there that I don't want it to relate it, uh, relate me with um, through those particular campaigns. I'm basically pushing the algorithm to say, like, I'm this and you should know me as this. So that mm-hmm. helps my ASO site very greatly um, and increases my organic mm-hmm. performance altogether. I like it. Ben says, in a few months, you'll see a lot of changes good ben let's sorry to be so harsh but i feel like everybody can be nice not much of a side of project until july mainly but we saw a great opportunity look i think you have a great opportunity and I'll, I'll just say from our aso like quick little analysis when we did it for you there seems to be pretty decent lower competition for food scanner so i always like to play where people are not playing and then yeah. move up the the funnel from that so yeah. you can go from food scanner and then go up to product scanner or other keywords or QR scanner, frankly, but like, you know, you can go up and then maybe it's gluten-free scanner that has pretty good traffic right here. And it's not too difficult and there aren't that many apps. So this might even be the better keyword. And that's what I would have in your Spanish Mexico title is gluten-free scanner. You kind of do have it in here, but maybe lose vegan. I don't think it's that interesting for you or vegan scanner. That might be an interesting keyword for you moving forward, but like, yeah. I think there's opportunity here. So keep at it, man. Yeah, it's not bad traffic score right here. Yeah. Plus the way that he okay. formulated it is plus vegan, by the way, Steve. So it's going to register as yeah, plus no. vegan. It's not going to be vegan only. Okay. Yeah. I think food scan and then go with gluten-free right here. I don't know what you're thinking right here. Think approved. I think maybe he's thinking about like competitor terms. I've just found yeah. branded competitor terms. Great for ASA, crappy for ASO. Don't do it, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's put 10 minutes on the clock. Reset. Let's get into the next app. You ready, Amory? All right. Let's do it. Okay. So we got Readly. 
So Reed Lang is, let me pull up. Steve, okay, great name, Steve. ASO and UX, but then I picked apps for you, Emery, because I thought like, hey, these are good opportunities for ASA too. So I'll let you kick it mm-hmm, off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, awesome. So first things first, um, like I, I just want to a- emphasize this uh, side as much as possible. So um, I think, Steve, your your app is quite very, you know, in the very infancy phase. So it's going to be helping you out greatly on the ASO side. And the way that you should be utilizing Apple search ads would be with a very limited budget, you know, with the same tactics that I just, you know, um, provided a little bit earlier now um, to boost up your ASO side as much as possible. So that's how I would definitely formulate your, your um, Apple search ads strategy and have a very small but dedicated budget that you're going to be spending there. You're not necessarily looking to get that money from Apple search ads directly. Okay, let's say if you're spending a, like $1,000 per month for this particular application for Apple search ads, you're burning that money so you can boost up your organic site as much as possible and as fast as possible. Otherwise, you know, Steve would know this better. There's a lot of app that's, apps that eventually get lost in the abyss. Like I cannot prove it, but I'm pretty much sure after a certain point, the algorithm basically goes like, well, yeah, this guy is not working out. I'm just going to promote it anymore. Right. And it just mm-hmm. becomes like the, the hardest thing to do. Um, to bring it back to life. Mm. So, and, you know, maybe you need to kill the project at that point. So since it's quite very new, um, as far as I can see, I definitely suggest having a very small but dedicated budget. Like, you know, Steve gave a great example. He only spent $3,000 and he saw immense improvement in ASO. I'm not necessarily even saying spend 3000 Spend whatever you can and open up Search Match on, open up Broad Match and try to get the algorithm to relate you to keywords that are going to be relevant to you. And that's how we'll be building it out, basically. That's what I was going to ask you, Emery. Like, if you have a very limited budget, let's say a thousand dollars a month or five dollars yeah. a month, what mm-hmm. are there? Like, would you still do all these campaigns, no. or would you just pick a few and go go? No, like, I would definitely do not do brand because you're not going to be able to protect your brand with five hundred dollars per month, right? right. Um, that is basically something that you need to have a dedicated budget for, and your brand campaign is probably going to be spending, you know, quite a bit of money. If you already did see through a tool like Mobile Action that there are competitors out there that are deliberately bidding on your particular campaign and you know that they are significantly richer than you are, um, then it's not going to be a good idea to do a brand campaign off the get-go. I would definitely suggest utilizing generic campaign as much as possible um, in the Mm -hmm. initial run and utilizing search match on and broad match keywords. So the way that I would do generic campaigns would be if you know that there there are definitely going to be keywords in there that are going to be working well for you on the generic side, right? Try to identify them. You don't really need to do 100 keywords. You can only do 10 as exact match on the generic mm-hmm. side. Spend like $300 per month for these keywords and spend an additional $200 for um, for for your discovery campaign that has search match on, ad group, and broad match keywords. And, you know, that's how you're going to be growing it. I wouldn't do brand. I wouldn't necessarily do competitor as well so much um, all the time. It will need to be tested out. I don't really go with it off the get-go. If, you know, the partner would like to do it, then I would be basically doing it and seeing if it's going to be working well or not. It's a very hit or miss thing. Sometimes people are super aggressive with their competitors. It might be working well and you can get really good results. Um, like Ben was able to do so um, in, in his case. But in certain cases, it's just become super expensive because they're very heavily protecting their own brand and it's not going to be working out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the way I do it too, Emery is, and this is Noah to your answering your question is if I have a very limited budget and even one, if I have a limited budget two, if I don't have like, nobody's searching for my keywords, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just a keyword, a category that like, no, like a social network, for example, like nobody's searching for short videos that are funny, 
it's TikTok, right? Like nobody's searching for that. I set up what I call, like to call search ads basic campaign. So I try to mimic, meaning it is a discovery campaign on broad match with no negatives and search match turned on. So I call it a search match basic search ads, basic mm-hmm. campaign. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's how search ads mimics it. Right? Like, so all the keywords I have are all on broad match. Mm-hmm. Search match is turned on. It's only one ad group and there are no negatives because, mm-hmm. you know, let's just say if I have TikTok as a broad match, well, Apple will show TikTok on exact match too. Right? Like, and so I just go, okay, here are the keywords associated with, let's say for you, Steve, vocab builder and so i have vocab builder language learner whatever apps keywords that you want to go on and then i let apple kind of do its thing and there are tricks there that i don't know if they work anymore emery but like one thing that we used to work is high cost per tap really high cost Mm -hmm. per tap but have a cost per acquisition goal of really low because Apple will prioritize its cost per acquisition goal. And this is within mm-hmm. the ad group. And then, but it doesn't always work anymore too. And one last thing, and I'll let you talk, but an Apple just recently told me that you want your, there's a max cost per tap on each of these ad groups. You want that mm-hmm. really high because if a mm-hmm. keyword has a higher cost per tap than what your max cost per tap is, Apple will say, no, look at that max cost per tap. I hope that makes sense. But yeah, go mm-hmm, ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I, I, I thought you were saying specifically for the CPA goal, that you were going to put a CPA goal for the ad group and that being quite very low. Um, the yeah, only problem. Right. The only thing that I have there um, is that every single time that I put a CPA goal, it limited the potential traffic so very greatly. Right. Yes. Yes. But in this may in maybe in this case it could be working well, but definitely do not continue doing this after this infancy phase phase. Um, rather than you know basically just play around with your bids or utilize something like searchhouse.com, like a management platform that's gonna automate that process without that CPA goal limitation. But since you have the automation in place, it's already gonna be putting a technical CPA goal and it's gonna be pushing up to, to that particular point, and you're not gonna get limited traffic. Um, so yeah, that's that's just like my one thing that I have here. Completely agree. And I think here, Steve, we can do the work right now, but like what you want to go after is probably vocab builder because it's in your title. So you want to kind of look at, and I'm just going to use the end right now because just to get the keyword data, but like here, vocabulary builder and then vocab builder. Like, I don't know what watch link is. And if it's even another brand, like, I don't know what this means. Relaying is fine, but like, again, this is the way I feel about brands is in the beginning, nobody gives a shiznit who you are from a brand perspective. So I like Ben's naming an app title better because it's like, look, let's just go after vocab builder and then plus Mm -hmm. genius, whatever you want to put masters after the end of it, because I want to rank for vocab builder and I want to have in the title. And so let's just have that in the title. Nobody's in the beginning, nobody seven reviews. Nobody cares about read link, so don't have that in there, Steve. Just mm-hmm. remove that. Just go aggressively yeah. on vocab builder. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, look, it's like not that competitive. Vocabulary builder has pretty decent traffic, and yeah, and so start ranking for these. Cool. Let's get into the app. Let's get into the UX of it all. Hey, Ben, 
I want to let you know. I'm trying to scan this Doritos bag. My desk is see, it's not working, so you can't find Doritos. Just FYI. Well, weird. The first time I did it, it didn't work. Yeah, it's kind of slow, but okay. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Nutrition score, nutri score. What's D? What does that mean? I don't even know. Mm, additives. See, this is what would be interesting. Like, why would I? I don't know. Like, if I'm I'm vegan, so I'm like, is this vegan? No. Is this gluten free? No. Right. Like, just put not gluten free, not vegan. That seems to be the keywords that people are searching for. Gluten free scanner. Is it gluten free? Just say yes or no. I don't know what all this information that you're giving me is versus all the things I really want to know are this and this. And why is there a crappy picture? Like, okay, like either find a better picture. I don't think this is my picture. It looks like it though. But <laughs> it kind of looks like my picture. But <laughs> look at this, dude. But like, yeah. Anyways, I don't I don't know why you're not showing the most relevant information in there. Okay, let's take a look at. No, I got your question. Let me take a look at language browser thingy. Let's start easy. Oh, okay. You know, I, at first glance, I thought this was a lock, but it's <coughs> easy. Reading. Okay. Oy vey. Come, what in the world? All right, let's go through this. I don't like this, but okay. Search or type URL. Read website. Watch video. Save and highlight. Auto highlight. Translate sentence. I'm learning... Let's say I'm more learning. Oh my gosh. Hey, Burmese. I'm going to do Spanish. Oi. This is a lot of work, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are listening on audio. They're like, "Pizza's on." <laughs> Pizza's on. So I'm very confused on what I'm supposed to do with this right now. Very, 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 very confused. I don't like the login. You're not showing me the paywall. I don't know what the paywall is. Let me guess. It's under the settings. Maybe there is no paywall. So, yeah. I don't I don't like this at all. I'm very confused on what I'm supposed to do. Oui. I'm very confused. Steve, honestly, man, go find some friends. Go on user rating. I'm glad you submitted this. I'm very confused. I don't know what the app does. I think you need a lot of work on just the onboarding experience. Emery, did you get what the app does? I have no idea what to do here. You know, it's something about languages. I'm not necessarily sure what it's going to be doing. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I, we know. Something about yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm you got a UI UX sure. problem. You, yeah. you can't help you. I mean, watch is the it, videos. Is it, is it like a translator? Is it, is it like learning through translating? Why did I select game? Like, no idea. 
<laughs> exactly. Hey guys, look, if you want to learn more about Apple search ads beyond what we just talked about there, Emery, oh, this is the, and Emery, two Emery's together <laughs> are going to be doing a webinar. I'm going to post this into the comments and I'll also put it, oh, I can't put it in the comments for some reason. My thing, oh, here, I can do it now. Let me see. Uh, stupid melon. I don't know how to leave it. I will put this into the YouTube description, but just go to, I'm sure you can figure it out by going to mobileaction.co. Yeah. Emery, yeah. there's a webinar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can go to mobileaction.co and sign up. Um, you just put in some like basic information and you get a seat. Yeah. So put in just basic information. It's happening September 22nd at Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern time, but I will update the YouTube description so you can get that and then also put it into your favorite podcast app if you're listening there as well. Emery, did I miss anything that you want to talk about before we say goodbye? Well, I mean, just one thing, new ad placements, right? I mean, those are coming out. Let's see what the, oh, yeah, those yeah, are yeah. going to be, right? The Today tab, and you might also like side. Um, like we don't really have anything right now in terms of like information that is available. Um, but, you know, just by knowing how important, you know, getting featured is on the Today tab, I can only yeah. imagine yeah. the possibilities, right? And I'm like, it's, it's driving me nuts how well I can make this work and you know, what I'm going to be able to do with it. I'm more so excited about the Today tab more than I'm about the You Might Also Like side. The You Might Also Like side could be something that I could utilize a bit more on the data side of things just to understand, you know, who's coming from where, who has more intent from which competitor, you know, like just to gather data rather than performance related. Today tab is going to be crazy. Like, I, I think it's going to be super competitive. I don't know you know, who's going to be doing what there, like, we're going to see it all together. But once it, you know, it's, it's a go. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like the wild west, everyone's going to try to get that placement. Yep, I agree. I'm so, so excited about the today tab too. And I just think it's gonna, it's, look, Apple, probably has data that says, look, search ads is really performing well, we're making a lot of money from this. And like, yeah, like, so I'm, very excited about this too. And I can see them. I'm trying to find the, the screenshot, but I can't find it right now. But Google recently made a change to the way they do the more you might also like in terms mm -hmm. of like searching for a brand. Mm -hmm. So like Google Play, if you search for Calm, for example, mm -hmm. you will see a ton of ads. And I can see Apple kind of move. I don't think Apple will do it because I think from a UI perspective, it's pretty bad. But on Google, what you see are a tiny little, I'm trying to find the visual, but I, I forgot what I called it on my Google Drive. But you see the main app right here with the icon, and then you see a bunch of icon, like big old icon screens of the thing. So yeah, I love it, man. This is going to be awesome. We're not sure yeah, when it's going to come definitely. out, but look forward to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's let's see what's going to come out. I mean, hopefully it's going to, you know, we're going to get some more information very soon as well. So. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> this could be interesting. You might also like, might be interesting if they start changing the UI. I don't think they will because I don't see many downloads coming from this particular yeah. thing. I think it would be under App Store Browse, if I had to guess, yeah. but I don't yeah. see a lot of downloads coming from that more apps you like type mm -hmm. of thing. But Google here, here's the UI. So October yeah. 2022, weather, meditation, you see ads like that, but mm -hmm. May. They started changing stuff right here. This is the th big one where mm -hmm. it's a search for calm, right? Yeah. The brand. And we had, we've seen this with our bigger brands. We've seen a 
a decrease in downloads from branded search ever since they launched this new feature. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, cool. Anything else? The more reason to hop over to iOS more than Android. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, guys, it is mobileaction.co, mobileaction.co. Emery, you guys still have that indie plan, right? So you can get started for free. You can use all this stuff yeah, for free. Absolutely. Yeah. You can you can go and sign up for the freemium plan. Um, there was a couple yeah. of people who were asking about pricing and stuff. We have a freemium plan. Like you can literally go in there and just utilize it. The only thing that is going to be, you know, uh, a little bit more pricey is going to be on the searchhouse.com side, which you already yeah. do have two weeks of free access. I mean, just play around with it um, and let us know if you like mm-hmm. it. And you know, we'll basically be in touch and you know, let's find a solution for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it starts at and then you guys might change this and probably why you don't have pricing up here but i think it starts off at 500 dollars a month i'm not yeah it's it's thinking. it starts for 500 dollars per month yeah exactly search ads if you want to get started get started for free in two weeks get that grade right see how yes. you can perform and and then you know if you like it i i love it honestly like a lot of search ads is just managing bids finding new keywords well search ads will automate all that for you. You want to move a keyword from the discovery campaign to an exact match? I believe you guys can do that. And a lot of it's also adjusting the bids. Like put some rules together. If it's performing well, and then do it. It saved me so much time. I put one of my clients on there because we have a relationship with search ads. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. You're saving me so much time. And if there's (laughs) keywords that are not getting impressions, what we generally do manually is update the bids, increase the bid so that it slowly starts getting impressions and we get that data to see if it's a valuable keyword or not. Search ads will do that automatically. Set up a rule, just go to sleep and just bring in the money. So searchads.com and then mobileaction.co for the ASO. All right, Emery, anything else? Nope. Yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, if the audience wants to connect with you and say thank you for all this great knowledge, do you want to send them anywhere else? Yeah, you can just search me up in LinkedIn, send me a message. If you have any questions, always happy to answer everyone. Like, you don't need to be a client. Like, I'm happy to help literally everyone out. So if you have a question, just reach out to me. I'll try to help you as much as possible. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be charging you anything. <laughs> so, like, if you have any questions, <laughs> just feel, feel, feel free to, you know, send something over my way. I'm more than happy to help out. Awesome. It was, look, Emery's a great connection. We, he and I talk on LinkedIn all the thinking time about new things that we've seen, other things we haven't. Yeah. So Emery, you're welcome back on. We should do this like at least once a quarter to figure out what else is new coming on, especially Perfect. the engagement we're getting from this. Cool. Yeah, all right, let me see if I miss anything. Absolutely. All right. Softwax, that was really cool. That looks very useful. It is very useful. And then Yash, great stream. Ben, thanks a lot. Ben, keep me posted. Let me know what happens. And then we'd love to put a case study. All right, next week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to talk about interreality. What the hell is that? Well, you're going to discover all that. It is like VR mixed with games and all that jazz. It's a new thing. Trying something different. We'll see how it goes. But next Friday and every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Have Oh, I didn't have a joke. Emery, you want to just end it with a joke? You, you got your joke? I, I, go? I, I, I do have my joke. It's, it's so bad. Right. I'm so sorry. All right, well, here. All right, let's end it with a joke. All right, we, okay. great lead up oh, on a right. joke. It's so bad. All right, so, go give me. It. Steve, um, where did Michael Jackson go to when he was shopping for clothes? Where? Billy Jeans. I like it. What are you talking about? That's okay. <laughs> it's not good, man. Right. It's horrible. <laughs>
I've got a kind of a racy one, okay? okay. What did the bra say to the hat? What? You go on ahead, I'll give these two a lift. <laughs> there it is. Put S if you thought mine was better. Put E if you thought Emery was better. Do something fun. Thank you guys for joining every week. We'll see you next Friday and every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Emery. Thanks for coming on. Once again, searchads.com and mobileaction.co. Yep, absolutely. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.